0: Welcome, everyone, to I So Appreciate You, a raw, funny, and uniquely insightful podcast about the issues and opportunities we all face as values-based leaders and humans.
1: I'm Nadege. And I'm Melanie. We're colleagues at the St. Paul and Minnesota Foundation, and we're friends. When we get together, our conversations can go anywhere, especially when bringing a friend or two along for the ride.
0: So we're inviting you to join us and some incredible guests as we explore the challenges and triumphs of people shaking up our community for the better
1: hello everyone welcome to i so appreciate you we're super excited for today we have rami mohammed from ramadan design she is well she's so many things
0: she is and i'm so looking forward to getting into her clothes and everything she does yeah fashion
1: designer extraordinaire exactly exactly well this is an interesting uh episode for us because i think of you as like a fashion icon oh god that's i know you're gonna love this you're gonna love (laughs) it but truly I mean fashion we can talk about me in a sec maybe but like in your life it it seems to play a very particular role can you talk about what that is if you're comfortable
0: I I mean it's not that serious or (laughs) or maybe it is and I don't even fully that's what uh, I think I think you need to
1: I think we need to have a moment here yeah
0: so I I've never really thought about myself as my Of myself as a fashionable person, in the sense that, like, I see other people and I'm like, oh wow, like look at what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They're putting together colors and fabrics, Um, but I have often been the fashionable, fashionable. Oh my gosh, I didn't (laughs) even say that word, person. (laughs) Have an adversion. We have to like have this moment. (laughs) I mean, I you know. Applying for a job at at the law firm, they mm. they gave you the rules, right? Yes. You're supposed to wear a uh, black suits. You I remember know, that standard like skirts. Ideally, I was still in the era where they were telling you to wear skirts and mm-hmm. not pants. Mm-hmm. Gross. Gross. Um, and I broke the rules. Like I showed up in uh, it was it was black, but it had pink pinstripes, um, and it was a three quarter sleeve. Ah, yes. But like I didn't feel like. I didn't feel confident and strong in like a generic black suit, but I found that suit. I think I got it at express probably who knows. Um, and I was like, this is me. Mm -hmm. And I know that I showed up better in those interviews in that suit than I would have had I worn the other suits. Um, and I, I got plenty of offers. So I think that that bears out. Um, And so I think I realized at some point for me, fashion wasn't necessarily so much about being fashion-y, but it was about like being in the power of the moment, like whatever I needed in the moment. Mm -hmm. Like I still distinctly remember a deposition I had to take. I was terrified because opposing counsel was particularly just argued everything. Yes, I was a litigator. Yes, mm-hmm. I know like conflict and, you know, adversarial processes is part of what we do, but I don't like conflict for no good reason. Yeah. And this was an opposing counsel that just liked to start trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a big case. And so that day I wore a red jacket to the deposition because red is my power, power color move, yeah. and like red is not a color you expect lawyers to show up you know wearing mm-hmm. but I was like I have to show up as like my biggest baddest self and the only way for me to do that is to wear the color that I believe is my power color Yeah, so I don't know for me fashion is always about Um, Like, what is the armor I need for that day? And not armor as in I'm going to war, but like, what, what do I need today? Do I need, um, do I need softness? So Mm -hmm. then I'm going to be layered and baggy and whatever. Do I need to be like a badass? So it's like, here are the heels with the spikes. Those are my Valentinos. I love them. Um, And like, you know, the pencil skirt and the like, you know, clearly sharp
1: edges. I don't know. That's kind of how I. About uh, well, and the reason I bring it up for those of you who might not follow Nadeja on Instagram, you should because you, and I think you described it perfectly like your mood factors in sometimes, from yeah. what I can tell, to what you're wearing. And you're very creative in terms of how you put things together. And you may or may have not gotten many photos from me in a dressing room having a meltdown and <laughs> panic attack. So I also trust your advice and guidance. No, don't do that. That looks okay. So, like, I heed your advice. So anyway, that that's really interesting to hear. Okay. Fashion is important. I
0: mean, it is, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a big part of who we are. And I think even when you think it's not important,
1: yeah. I think like, I mean, I know you care about fashion. I 100% care, <laughs> but I have meltdowns all the time around it. I'm kind of caught between two worlds. One is I do like expression. Like I like sort of my signature things that I like. And then over here, I'm like, but it would be so easy to have a uniform. Like, you know, I'm like, where should I be? And it's an identity crisis that I have often with my, with my clothes. So because I don't have that path, I, I think I fight it more than I embrace it. Oh, that's so interesting. Cause I, yes. I feel like I can always
0: tell when somebody is wearing something that they love. Oh, because they, you just show up and differently the truth. Like, when you, you look good energy and it's like, you know and good is defined by whomever so like mm-hmm. it's not even like good is wearing these three things it's like how you, you feel, feel mm-hmm. like you look like a rock star yeah and like it's like I can almost like receive that energy and I know I've said to people oh my god what is happening here you look amazing today. oh I've gotten that from you and if, yes
1: that feels good because right, you can read reaction,
0: it and then you get like this joy back yes. from the person because they put something together that was so them it's and so you received it as that
1: how you know it's interesting because you've called me in those moments like and other times when I'm probably feeling like crap because I threw on whatever or vice versa I, you know like I'm not feeling well so I don't take time so you can yeah you're like a fashion detective I don't know
0: that that's you know who's probably an actual fashion detective Who? Rami Rami is yes we should, we should probably because she's like a legit expert <laughs> and a legit fashion icon so like that's should great. should we get to that let's, conversation let's bring her on. All right. By now you know, Melanie and I work for a community foundation. But what is a community foundation? How does it differ from other foundations and nonprofit organizations? Community foundations, like the St. Paul in Minnesota Foundation, bring together the financial resources of families, individuals, and organizations who care about a specific place and then invest those resources back into the community. Want to know more about us and how we do our work? Visit spmcf.org slash blog and search what is a community foundation. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, we are super excited to be joined by Rami Muhammad of Ramadan Designs. Um, hi, Rami. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Um, well, let, let me tell our listeners a little bit about you before we um, dive on in. So for those of you who don't know, and you should know, but for those of you who don't know, Rami is a highly acclaimed fashion designer. She is the founder, owner, and creative force behind Ramadan Designs which is a St. Paul based yes. and um, Rami has dressed some notable Twin Cities change makers, including one of our recent guests Sina Hodges. Oh yes. <laughs>
1: Love that Sina was, I Latina, well, yeah. all the connections. No, gonna, I know. So I was googling that. I admired that dress before I knew it was yours. That was oh, really, really gorgeous. Um, so Rami, before we get into the questions we have for you, we like to kick off our podcast with a little bit of a this or that um, moment, just kind of loosen us up. So, which if, I love. Okay, okay, good. So, oh, she's a oh, listener, thank you for listening. Um, okay, first one: dine alone or watch a movie alone? And this would be wow. out in the world.
2: Watch a movie alone. I can't do restaurants by <laughs> myself. Have you ever? Never. Oh,
1: oh okay. okay. I
2: to a coffee shop. Yeah. I like yeah. a restaurant. I can't.
1: Yeah.
0: No. Oh, yeah. When it's my... on my list, though. Not okay. in a movie. Okay. Good. I mean, you could, like, I've done it before. Have you? Yeah. 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 But, like, I probably spent way too much time on my phone, though. Although I was reading a book on my phone. So, does that count <sighs> as
1: being like. Oh, absolutely. It does count. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I admire that all right the next one's a little bit of a seasonal question uh apple cider or hot chocolate neither Ooh, oh yeah. that was affirmative yeah. maybe right. coffee we have a, coffee, a coffee sitting girl yeah <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> anyway you, way you serve it i'll have it yes <laughs> i love you already <laughs> um okay for an art project crayons or glue glue oh that was really fast you yeah. knew exactly yeah okay I could do so much with
0: glue yeah yeah okay Well, now I'm intrigued because you're actually super talented. So you say that and I kind kind of want to know what I'm not imagining with glue because I would have picked crayons.
2: Um, Paper mache. You could do different Mm. shapes. You can make jewelry out of them. Yeah. And it's messy and it's kind of nice when you clean up, like just peeling off the glue. Oh, that is satisfying. Super satisfying. That is super satisfying.
1: Great. Thank you for that. (laughs) Yes.
0: All right. Well, you know, let's get into it. So I think... That some of our listeners will be fascinated to learn that you have uh, like an accounting and finance background, like you were you are a, a business person, um, and I just I know that you know we've talked to a bunch of folks with you know artistic uh, backgrounds or who didn't necessarily start um, in those spaces, and we also know that there are people out there who are kind of afraid to change course if their passion calls them. Elsewhere, Which you did. You did change course after going to school for something else. And we'd love to have you talk a little bit about your journey into fashion.
2: Yeah, um, I've always been like passion. I had had a passion for fashion and I had an eye in terms of like how folks put clothes together and how we identify folks based on their styles. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was lucky enough to witness my uncle... Uh, create garments um, growing up. And it was cool to see at one point his clothes to be featured on a local television in East Africa. Mm. And so, and seeing these very famous people wearing his clothes uh, definitely ingrained in my brain. Um, and my family and I were one of those lucky refugees to settle in St. Paul. Um, as many immigrants the first generation would understand, like my family was very, um, not verbally necessarily, but had expectation of like you go to college, you you get educated, you get a better job than we did and you do very well. Like there's no question to it. We brought you here, so you need to make something out of yourself. So the arts was out of question. Mm-hmm. I mean, we barely have health insurance let, let alone to live um off of that so i think and i like many east africans they're um into the medical field um i can't i feel people's pain i can't Ooh. see blood mm, i can't neither. no yeah. <laughs> i can't see people suffer whatsoever because i feel it like physically in my yeah. body um i knew that was not <laughs> For me, but I tend to excel in art. I, as an ESL student, I excelled in art to the to the point where I was. um, I took an IB course in high school for art. I I was like, wait, museums are a thing, (laughs) but I can I can go and look at these art or you know that are made, and I got obsessed, and and I I always. trying to find a way to combine art into what I'm wearing also and uh, eventually I studied business because it was a lot easy and I was lucky enough to get a job at an ABM company it's a parking company that works in conjunction with the city of Minneapolis I worked in their parking department for accounting I learned a lot about hunting and fishing cuz that's how oh, my coworkers did I know I didn't expect that. So it, it was I'm completely male yeah. male yeah. dominated yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, industry and they were so sweet and I learned a lot of, a lot about baseball oh, and I things like cuz yeah, they right. talked about But, um you know I I knew this was not the life I wanted to live mm-hmm. um but I initially wanted just wanted to open a boutique because I was um also on a journey of discovering myself and who i am and just trying to find a a place in this world and i realized i need to embrace like who i am as a muslim woman and also as an american because i grew up here and Mm -hmm. but there's always like um still is huge like different communities in terms of Muslim Americans um, as identity wise in terms of clothing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, and every, and I shopped everywhere and I would get a lot of compliments. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start a boutique where people can come and shop what I like. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I can maybe make them. And I'm like, Oh, I can hire people to make clothes for me and I'll sell it in my store. And I realized there's a lot of middlemen. Right? They don't understand the way I choose my oh. fabric and things like that. They went, mm-hmm. so I was like, you know what? Let me look into what if I just go to school and learn all the tricks and I can open my own boutique. So mm. that's how fashion school came about. It wasn't yeah. like a dream or anything, it was more of like practical, like I need to learn how things are made. And then that was the best decision I've ever made in my life. Um, Fashion school and art school changed the way I see things. I changed the way I see the world. Um, So I, yeah, that was my journey into art school.
0: That's fascinating. And I love that it was a practical thing that actually took you to yes. art school, which is not normally what people right. think about as the inspiration.
1: Correct. Did the At that point in time, did you feel that pressure lesson with what you were supposed to do versus now you're pursuing something that you're passionate about? Because still, I think art school and even fashion might not be looked at in the same way as like being a doctor or going to business school in, in terms of like how we are supposed to make money and culture and society.
2: True, and which kind of sucks because it absolutely yeah. sucks. And um it really it, it really 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 helped me see okay. Art and fashion is as important as the doctor cuz if the doctor is doing your surgery, he's most likely wearing a gown that's made mm-hmm. by someone like myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's, it came from yep. our industry. It's not like folks are walking around naked. You need Creatives, right you need yep. innovation yep. in our city to 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 wear the garments you're wearing
0: I really love that you said that you know we need creatives mm-hmm. and we need innovation and you tied it to you know what uh, a surgeon might be wearing when they're in that practice and I don't think that people think you know the 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 medical scrubs they don't think there's creativity there yeah. but there's creativity in in everything that yeah, we wear, even in absolutely. the the functionality of clothes, wouldn't, wouldn't you say?
2: Correct, especially living in a I know state where uh, we have four seasons, right? Like mm-hmm. your jack, the jackets you're wearing, and to uh, those tank top during the summer that you want to wear, um,
1: material matters. Who's making it matters. Right. Um. But yeah. I mean, I'm curious about your um creative process. Looking at your amazing portfolio and the work that you do I know it started somewhere like there was an idea or you were inspired or you picked up one piece of material and so to get to those really elaborate end products could you talk a little bit about where the ideas come from how you put things together that that whole process you go through
2: yes um It's not a secret, but I think it's only a few people that knows. But I think maybe your audience will know this time around. But every single thing I've ever created in terms of collection-wise, it's all uh, is an inspiration from a painting. So um, each season, each year, I choose a painter. A couple of painters (laughs) I've chosen because they have Mm -hmm. multiple work that speaks to me. Yeah. Again, that goes back to like the love of art that I have. I, I have mm-hmm. so much love for art. I'm um, an artist. And um, the have Done collection, based on um, like right now, the current collection, 2324, 20, uh, is by a Ferrari Shepherd. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. No. He is young, so to speak. He's in his 40s. Um, he's an African American painter from Chicago. I stalk him. On Instagram.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i do that with my favorite folks too so yeah I get, it. I get it
2: he's amazing and so currently that and i sent him a message too saying hey you're like my inspiration for 2024 a uh, 2324 collection but um previously i've done a Basquiat collection and i've done a couple of monets mm-hmm. um but yeah so depending on what season it what season it is mm-hmm. and it's usually a, i'm inspired by a painting that i've seen I'm a frequent uh, visitor at the MIA, and mm-hmm. there's just, like, different artists. I've done Dolly. Um, so, yeah, different painters in different time. I've done Duchamp at one point, um, uh, It's particularly the urinal. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but maybe... The- something you guys could look into (laughs) absolutely I feel like we
0: gotta like share all these artist names with (laughs) 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 us I know and we might
1: have to have a little field trip yeah (gasps) it's been a
0: while Uh field trip with Rami
1: to yes Oh my gosh. (laughs) M.I.A. well I just have to say that I love that answer and I didn't know that and so to hear that your love of art like just taking inspiration because that's how we all you know I write and I'll pick up a poem and there'll be a word or phrase in that poem that just will create lead me to something new so it's fun to hear yeah how that works for you oh thank you so
0: I think one of the things that um I love about your your clothes and your collections is that they're so they're so accessible to a broad range of people like you have you know clothes that are more modest you have clothes that are all of your you know super high end and fat like you you are somehow at the intersection of um a fashion where I think some people their imagination never let them go before And can you talk a little bit about um, bringing your cultural perspective to like high, high in fashion?
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I do see my privileges in terms of that. I am, I I have multiple layers to me in my identity. So I'm an East African refugee in the city of St. Paul, and I am considered, I am I' Muslim women who grew up here in America, um, and also I'm a black woman. so it's my perspective as a refugee, black woman. And so um, culturally, yes, I am an, um, ident- I am Oromo. From east africa so um we are our region wore more one shoulder style one of the things where me and Sina bonded over she loves the one shoulder <laughs> and so that that's my cultural aspect of it and in, tr- in terms of modesty it's 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 a one billion religion so there are multiple yeah. women that can identify um but i realized that it's not just muslim women who want to wear modest mm-hmm. right because Although that's how we see it as this many faith uh, Abrahamic faith that who practice who liked modest clothes or some people just naturally gravitate toward modesty yeah, absolutely. Mm. so just that gave me more room for me to play around with. So I make a lot of like sheer clothing, and everybody's like, "Oh, you're a modest." I'm like, no, I'm not telling you to wear it with nothing, but you could." <laughs> Shear gives you an opportunity yeah. to layer, yes. right? Yes. Some people like, you know, like to show off their arm but not their neck, so you could wear a turtleneck with no sleeves on it. So I feel like sheer gives you a room to play around with. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I <clears throat> mostly I try to do. And in terms of um, for folks, um, I do a lot of custom clothing or if I make just one piece I, I I will save another small, like a bigger portion of my fabric stay so then if Nadesh likes it but she's like Rami I'd love this but you know I would want it like that then I could just make it for her mm-hmm. that's the advantage and that's the privilege you would have you know working with a local right. is that they can make it for your size yeah. um, so and I want every woman to feel beautiful but I never wanted to put my beliefs or what I think is fashionable on folks because that's what the industry is trying to do in most most Mm -hmm. stores also. But see, you can use fabric and silhouettes to, to, to express yourself because I think everybody has their own style and we can embrace it all by just, Mm -hmm. you know, giving into what what they
1: want or what they need. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. You mentioned um, St. Paul. Yes. And, um we were talking just before the show that you make everything in your store in St Paul yes. and also seem very passionate about getting people over to the where we are at right now. The fun side the fun yes, the fun <laughs> side. um yes. so could you talk a little bit about well, I have so many questions in here, like I love that you're making your own stuff in the store so we could go there, but you had also mentioned the history of Uh, fashion St. Paul and we're looking forward to a little bit of a history lesson so could you
2: tell us (laughs) what we should know sure I'm not gonna say like I'm an expert in this so if I have made a mistake please correct me I would love that um so what I've learned is that you know everybody's like why St. Paul why do you talk about Mm -hmm. St. Paul so much or um yeah I've never lived in in Minneapolis or any other city I've lived in St. Paul like on purpose, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, my family and I called Saint Paul home since we've migrated. Mm-hmm. This city has given us so much, um, so I want to give back to that. And and I start researching and growing up, learning about the Randall neighborhood and what happened there, and like, or how can I contribute to the city I love so much, and also contribute to a community that I fought so hard to to bring African immigrants in this community. And I'm referring to most of like the African American mm-hmm. communities who were educated and were in a lawmaking space and made room for African immigrants and refugees to come into St. Paul. Yeah. So I really wanted to give back to that. And that also led me into researching so that I keep researching and I keep learning that Well, in the 1930s, St. Paul was a sanctuary city. So all the mobsters used to come into St. Paul mm-hmm. and being on the Mississippi River also gave us a big, right. um, head, you know, like an advantage, of course. Yeah. So there's ships, not like they're flying or anything like yeah. that. <laughs> so... Um, When those mobsters would come, there's a lot of speakeasies. There's there's a lot of tunnels and things like that. And that also gave rooms to creatives. So all the best fine wool and silk and things like that were also getting imported into the city of St. Paul. And that Uh means there were artisans that are making these coats and suits and things like that. So I wanted to highlight that part. I think there is... um, that's the part I want to bring back into St. Paul. And so we have Jaime's around the corner for the Dapper yeah, guys. Mm-hmm, and so yeah. I wanted to have that for the ladies that could come in here. And so I wanted to make uh, uh, my mark in the city saying like the most fashionable clothes also can come in from St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah. And so oh, that's, that's my passion. And yeah. I and I want to teach the
0: kids. Yeah.
1: Yes. Tradition.
0: Absolutely. I love that so much. Like, I love that you've tied it back to, to the history of the space. And now you're in a storefront in the St. Paul Skyway. So yes. like part of the revitalization of the sky, you know, post post COVID, we're trying to do everything we can mm-hmm. right to get people back downtown. Correct. And, you know, what is it like to be a part of that and to be in that in a space like that? Because you're not in a little boutique on a street level like you're in the Skyway. Yeah. In the sort of hustle and bustle of the business day
2: yeah no i love that i and and i'm so grateful for that opportunity um That goes to show you, networking is so important.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, you heard
2: (laughs) It's so important getting out of your comfort zone, yeah, Mm because I was working from my basement, and I'm sure Sina remembers the many fittings that we've had in my basement (laughs) studio. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so for me, it was my very very first storefront um, slash studio. Um, For me, also, as a journey, as an artist, um, discovering... You know, learning the boundaries between, okay, a workspace and a living yeah. space mm-hmm. where I live. Separating the two mm-hmm. was so important and I didn't know what that meant right. mentally. Yeah. Um, so for me to have a space where I can go in, create things and be like, okay, I'm tired. Now I'm going to go home, rest and then come back, yep. with, you know, with a fresh mind in the morning. <clears throat> that's definitely has helped me a lot and also being on the Skyway um, you've never you never know who you run into right. and Angela Davis walks every day I'm just like I wonder day I'll have the courage to say, hi
0: oh, oh I just just okay say- Angela if you're listening please
2: say <laughs> hi to Rami yes
0: yes <laughs> it's I've helped
2: her when she bought a pur- when she purchased the dress a long time ago so I'm familiar with her <laughs> but I was like oh my god it goes Angela Davis but,
0: um, I love- yeah. just so you know there are people who walk by your shop and they're like oh my god that's Rami shop I don't yep. think I can go in there why not please come because in you're just like because you're I said it you're highly acclaimed and there oh are people god. who are intimidated by your creativity Oh my God. I Really? Yeah. In the best way. Like they'll, okay. they'll get there. They'll get in the shot. Please come say hi. But, but in that sort of way. I so I just that. want you to
1: know there's this whole circle of life here happening. As oh, you- wow. <laughs> Can we talk about intimidation with fashion for a second? Uh, maybe I'm talking to both of you. Yeah. For people who it feel like even just getting dressed in the morning, maybe I might be speaking for myself, like making the selections and figuring out what looks good and some it, it isn't well it's an art you know and i'm just wondering if you could give some of us some advice on how to make fashion less intimidating i think listening to these like blogs and these so-called fashion experts and the things mm-hmm. that you've
2: heard forget it i was gonna say no forget mm-hmm. it. okay there's no okay. such a thing as somebody just <laughs> was born with that or whatever right. they yeah. just wanted yeah. to dictate things that's their opinion right like even what i'm about to tell you is my opinion right but I'm gonna listen so but I think with fashion and I think a lot of Muslim women also suffer from that it's like Mm -hmm. what's considered modest Mm -hmm. right because not a lot of items are available for you just you know it takes a little imagination and now what I always say is where's the one photo you have of you that you don't mind posting over and over again Mm. and then I always say what do you have on on that day like Mm -hmm. what was that item that you were wearing, right? Um and I always say like buy something you like, not what yes what other people think is yeah. nice. Like there's so many cool things that nadash wear that I wish I could wear, but I just don't have the torso for it. So just like <laughs> <laughs> wear it Right? So so understanding your body, right? Mm-hmm. Um what part of your body yeah. you want to show off that you yeah. love. Right. Um and also getting things that are just like whether shopping local or shopping somewhere that will remind you of that, that mm-hmm. person or that thing or that feeling that. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, not your, your layer pieces, maybe, perhaps not, yeah. but, <laughs> yeah. but I think um, shopping like that would help. And, mm-hmm. and, and there's no rule. No. There's no rule. I mean, other In than that,
0: you have to put clothes on. That like, you, you have to get know, there. Yes. No shoes, no, yes. shoes, no yes. shirts. No right, that right, sort that, sort that of
1: kind thing, of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
2: Even for that, there's it's new much. shoes now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's a good
1: point. Um, but yeah, I, I think like, those are very tangible, concrete things that people, including myself, can do. First of all, a shoe the, the rules. Bye bye. very good, Raina. I <sighs> love the color. I'm just, I'm gloating. <laughs> Seriously. And floating. Yeah. I mean, that's Thank beautiful. You. Oh, I think that I kind of match you too. Is there yeah, some green true We do have yeah. a we
0: do have a color coordination going on today. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Um so you are doing I think some really interesting partnership work like you um I mean one, you know, you're in that storefront I know you were doing and I'm going to get this wrong something with like Metro Transit. Yes. Yes. Cool. yes. I, I want to hear about this. I,
2: so I think, uh, you know, that the thing, you know, there's an advantage of being in, in this city, right? Like mm-hmm. you get to work fu- with fun individuals and fun organizations. So <clears throat> I do get once in a while, I get a fun opportunity, such as like I had an opportunity to work with you guys. Um, oh, I, that was big. Yeah. It was, talk about that. Oh, I'm so glad. Um, so for me, it was so much fun just creating something that doesn't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right and getting an inspiration from their logo so i had mm-hmm. an opportunity for the audience that didn't know i had an opportunity to custom made us um a scarf Yes. Yeah. uh it's inspired by the st paul minnesota foundation logo and so i was able to you know make something custom for them so in that realm i was able to i had an opportunity to work with metro transit um there's a new proposed map that's gonna there's a new line it's, it's called the blue extension line that's gonna be going from downtown um minneapolis i was gonna say st paul <laughs> go from downtown minneapolis to Brooklyn park so you know there was a lot of controversy on where it's gonna go through because we don't want another 94 yep. again <laughs> Understood. going through uh broadway so that all of that and what 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 that means um and so there is a proposed map, but I don't think it's official yet. But yeah, so I used that to create. Uh, I used the maps and I print them and created a garment out of them to educate the community or the yeah. folks around that this project is coming along. And if you
1: have any question, you can reach out to them.
2: Yeah. And I now I get to work with the NEO
1: partners and
2: Yeah. Really cool. Well,
1: that really speaks to where inspiration mm-hmm. can start, which is anywhere. Yes, anywhere. We're talking about a bus line and a map. That's just yeah. a really, really cool yeah. leap. Um, and also you um, work as a cultural consultant, it sounds like. Can you talk a little bit about that work and what it looks like? Yeah, so I think earlier on it's
2: still, um, uh, you know, in terms of how to um, talk to uh companies and organizations who who are either one my expertise as a muslim woman again in the Mm -hmm. muslim community um in terms of fashion wise um i worked with rosedale um, center where we're trying to see these malls um every every end of ramadan there are thousands and thousands of muslims in minnesota who are shopping but um advertising and special coupons or any accommodations are not being met Mm -hmm. Uh, such as like a place to pray in Mm -hmm. the last 10 days of ramadan in these malls because we're shopping and we're fasting and there's no designated place for us to pray so i want to thank rosedale center to to work with me Mm -hmm. Uh, another one i did was um I'm working with a company called Mawedda. I created and um, <clears throat> I designed them a hygienic hijab. So they're use and throw hijabs uh, for medical. Yeah. So they're, uh, it's a company based in St. Paul. Also, they're both the twin cities i should say cuz i'm not sure where they're registered <laughs> <laughs> i enough. like the thing is in st paul but yeah so having these uh, um disposable hijabs available for medical employees um so i designed that through yeah. that system also um so what does innovation looks like uh, providing you know different um
1: different things for different communities so that That's and that great. cultural and that really that goes on brings there. to home the example you used earlier with medical personnel yeah. and what yes. they're wearing, and yeah. this is a very practical piece yeah. that they need. So and
2: now it's, we're hitting another one, which is like medical scrubs that are um, that are modest. Oh yeah, yeah. Because okay. there's a lot of women uh, who are forced to wear pants who, you know, religiously mm-hmm. don't wear pants. Pants. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we're making skirts um, and we're making shirts that are long enough, and also. Um, my cousin is a nurse, so if she's wearing these cloth hijabs, and she is sometimes there in the ER, they're on top of the gurney and they're mm-hmm. giving oh. CPR. You don't want these scarves, you know, touching wounds and things like because mm-hmm. they they yeah. are they are materials and they will move and they're yep. soft. So, um, thinking an innovative way of uh, covering their body without being exposed yet, you know, uh, giving them, you know giving. Assistance and yes. also, you know, being modest or having a respected attire for their religion, also. So, I bet non Muslims are also loving it because if you're in the ER. Uh, or anywhere you want to cover your hair at least you could get to use it and throw it yeah Mm -hmm. so it's use and throw for um yeah so we've been doing that for the last two and a half years and it's rigorous work but it's fun so that's another side right like adding to the economy locally and and i'm very passionate about you know creating clothes so another thing that i'm working on is possibly opening something like a manufacturer in saint paul oh wow yeah that's that's where i'm at
0: Oh my great. goodness. That's like you are doing so much. You know, it's it's fashion, it's commerce, it's you know, creative like it's just the yeah. the things that you're talking about are so um great and and we personally love that you're talking about St. Paul um, so yes. much in the, in the mm-hmm. work that you're doing. And so this is going to go a little, you know, sort of off of fashion, mm-hmm. but it's going to stick to St. Paul. What are some of your St. Paul favorites? Because you, oh like, you're like you clearly Great a St. Paul girl.
2: I'm a, a St. Paul girl. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Uh, some of my favorite things in St. Paul. Oh, other than... Okay, first, I love the Randall neighborhood, so I like to try all the restaurants there. Revivals is like one of my favorite. Okay, all right. So we, I go there quite a bit. Nice. <laughs> and, I, um, and I'm a habit walker around, like, um, on Grand. Okay, So either, either there's an Indian spot over there that like I think my sister is sick of. Um, So anything on Grand really Salute is one of my favorite. Also Mm -hmm. go there quite a bit, especially during winter. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. some always over there.
0: All right. So so if if we're you know looking for something to do, we hang out on Grand, and we'll see you eventually. You
2: probably will see me there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) well
1: i'm gonna see you at your store because i'm gonna i'm gonna walk by and turn and come in and come ways yeah we're gonna
0: get mel some like
2: glitter pants
0: oh we should
2: can we do that i (laughs) i just sold one but like totally i can make you one okay yeah Yeah, i
0: think okay now this is like my like this is this is the 2024 (laughs) goals have melon glitter my glitter pants That she's gonna rock oh, out to, goodness. you know, maybe the next facing race. Who knows? Oh, no. oh, I know oh look at that! Oh, All the time tying, yes. tying the yes. boats together, yes. oh. <laughs> which is
2: incredible, by the
0: way. Oh, thank
2: I you. was, I was moved. Yeah, so glad you yeah. were able to join
0: us this year, and so, yeah. so you know, you can share with with folks um, next year and future years. They should come if they have the opportunity to come. now.
2: absolutely. My yes. goodness, you would, you would leave. From that event, I was so uplifted. It was a rough week, and I was so uplifted. Oh, you need that sometimes, and like seeing what folks are doing in different mm-hmm. areas, and and again, like seeing women contributing to our city too. Yes. Like those women were just incredible, just incredible. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. it was, it was a great event.
2: Yeah, it was very. Very empowering.
1: Well, they they give our our facing race award recipients always give us a new lens to look at everything, like Absolutely. through th- what they're doing and how you know making pies can be a moment and exactly. to change the yeah. perspective. And you've done the same for us today, and I really appreciate Aww, that. Just thank you, no, I'm just really thinking through like the lens that we all bring to our work mm-hmm. anywhere, making it even more inclusive. And I think the work that you're doing is really an example of that. Oh, appreciate Thank it. you appreciate that and this
0: conversation has been I, you, you all can't see but we've all been like grinning from ear yes, to ear during happen. this conversation uh-huh. um so we have been sort of wrapped in joy but i i would love to close with giving you just a chance to share like these days what is bringing you joy
2: um all these different documentaries i've been finding Oh I'm a, really? yeah I'm a documentary me junkie. Too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, documentaries and some ginger tea. That's what I've been doing. I've been um just carving a little time for myself just on the couch and
0: just yeah. watching documentaries. Oh, yeah. oh, I love it. yeah I love it. It's been I'd, really good. That's how it's been me joy. Oh, Robbie, Great. thank you so much for joining
1: thank us today you. yeah i appreciate yes, you guys for having wonderful me. i
2: so appreciate you i, know, Claire.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it nadege she's no. she's a delight right i mean she is really really a delight and i i'm, okay. I'm gonna get those sparkly pants uh,
0: i mean you have to we now have to. we've said it we've no. spoken it into existence we have we need what do i have to do though
1: well, you're just
0: you're going to walk to her, her <laughs> you know, studio and then you're going to talk about it and you're going to figure it out. Oh, goodness. goodness. So, I think it'll be I think it'll be great. I just that conversation was so much fun because I think often um, when people think fashion, they think frivolity. Like if you say mm-hmm. I'm into fashion, people kind of, you know,
1: uh,
0: just right. fashion. But clearly it's so much more like it is and can be so much more than that.
1: It is. Clearly. I mean, she uses it as a tool and to open people's mind, even connecting it to the history Correct. of from from the history of St. Paul to looking at functional clothing to looking at, you know, culturally appropriate and specific clothing and practices. She really showed us how fashion can be so much more than, like you said, people often think. Yeah. It, I mean, it's the fabric of community. Oh, can, <laughs> can we even go on from there? No, must close. no I, think, I think we got to call it. All right, at this All right. Point. All right.
0: Thank you for listening to I So Appreciate You. You can find us on Facebook at I So Appreciate You Podcast and on Instagram at
1: So Appreciate You. We'd also appreciate you taking a moment to write us a review. And if you like our show, be sure to follow I So Appreciate You on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you're listening to us right now. Have a question
0: or topic suggestion? Email us at podcast at
1: spmcf.org. Thank you for listening to I So Appreciate You.